Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the end of the world and diapers. No, we won't. No, hi, I'm Harland Williams. What was that all about? Sorry, that was like 1940s announcer dude. Uh, hey, folks, ladies and gnarble blarbdins. This is Harlan Williams. You are listening to the Harland Highway Podcast, and today... A crazy news story that uh, lately they've been involving farm animals. And today is is uh, another crazy farm animal news story I think will make you laugh. Uh, also, we're going to be discussing uh, there's a new virus that's going around the world. And it's kind of creepy and kind of sexual. It's called the Zika virus. And wait till you hear about kind of the weirdness of the old Zika. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, we're going to take some of your phone calls. Uh, I always love it when you guys call into the show, so we're going to play some of your phone calls. And one phone call in particular uh, leads to um, a lot of talk about movies, the uh, the art of movie making and some behind-the-scenes material that I will go into depth on uh, from some of my movies. So let's do it. Here we go. This is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. (gasps) What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Okay. I, I keep hearing about it. It hasn't gone away. I keep thinking it will, but it's not. And I think you've heard about in the news that now they're saying it's all over, like Brazil, where they're going to be holding the Olympics. The Zika virus. Zika. Have you? You've heard of it? The it's it's in the news. The Zika virus. Apparently, it's a sexually transmitted disease carried by mosquitoes. If you, if you get bit by a mosquito, you uh, you, you know you could get this uh, the Zika virus in certain areas of the world. You know, first we had Ebola, then we got uh, you know this and that, and typhoid fever and measles, and now we got Zika. We got sexually transmitted diseases from mosquitoes. I mean, come on, man. Now, I don't know how many of you men out there have such a delicate touch that you could find your way into a mosquito, if you know what I mean. And first of all, I guess you'd have to have a very small man part. But, I, you know, if you're getting sexually transmitted diseases from mosquitoes, maybe... You're having sex with the wrong thing. I don't even want to picture that. Oh, my God. 
Come here. Come here, my little blood sucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me grab those wings. Let me hold you by the wings. Yeah, right there. Hold still. I'm I'm just saying. Okay, bad case scenario. But it it is weird that that mosquitoes are flying around with sexually transmitted diseases. How do you explain that to your wife? You know, you go fishing with the guys for the weekend. you, you, You share a tent. You're camping. It's just you and four other dudes. And you come home with gonorrhea. Oh, honest, honey, we were just, uh, we were just fly fishing. Oh, I'll say you were fly fishing, all right. It sounds like you opened somebody's fly. You know, you, 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 you go, uh, you go out for a walk in the woods and come back with herpes. What the hell's that all about? Get, get the off on, man. <laughs> now you got to spray your junk. Imagine that, spraying your junk with off. It burns. Oh, my God, it burns. So pretty freaking weird, man. Uh, Honey, how did you get the uh, vaginal warts? Oh, listen, baby, I was just down at the Olympics in Brazil, man. It was, You know, that's all that is. So you're telling me you got vaginal warts from the Olympics? Yeah, you know, I was just sitting in the stands, baby, and I felt something biting my neck, and I woke up the next morning with, like, vaginal warts all over my junk. Oh, okay. You want to go camping? Not really. I don't want to get the clap. Okay. So there you go. Watch out for mosquitoes. You don't want the Zika. It's such a goofy name, too. Zika virus. Reminds me of, of the that drink back in the in the nineties, Zima. Remember that stupid they had a stupid like it was like a wine cooler called Zima. Now now they got Zika. Hey baby, can I buy a Zika? No thanks, I already have VD and vaginal warts. I sorry, I meant Zima. Oh, well I guess the cat's out of the bag. Sure, I'll take a Zima. Yeah, no thanks, I gotta go. Um so anyways, watch yourself, be careful, and I hope you don't get any freaking Zika. You're such a fuck-ass. What? Please. Did you just call me a fuck-ass? Elizabeth, that's enough. You can go suck a fuck. Oh, please tell me, Elizabeth, how exactly does one suck a fuck? You want me to tell you? Please tell me. We will not have this at the dinner table. Stop. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Crazy, crazy news story. Here's the headline, okay? I don't know if you've ever been in jail, but here's the headline. Goat. Goat arrested in India for grazing in judge's garden. Oh, my God. 
Here's the story. It's ridiculous. A goat has been arrested in India, accused of repeatedly damaging a judge's garden by eating flowers and plants. The animal called Babli and its owner, Abdul Hassan, were taken into custody after the judge, who is a neighbor, filed a complaint to the police. Mr. Hassan has been charged with damaging and destroying others' property and trespass and faces over two years in prison if proven guilty. Judge, the judge uh, had been angered by the goats trespassing and issued an arrest order as officers sprang into action. He claimed the black goat often scaled the boundary wall and devoured flowers and vegetables on his property. The animal and its owner faced charges of causing mischief and damage to property, but were re later released to bail. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I cannot control my goat. I, I can, I'm, what can I do about my goat? It likes to eat the flowers, and I, I, I cannot uh, control it. Uh, Mr. Hassan admitted the goat's guilt and promised the animal would not damage the garden again. My goat has been brought to the police station. It ate up the flowers and vegetables on the lawn of the judge, he said. I mean, holy smokes. Can you imagine this This going to, a, a, you know, the courtroom? There's the goat sitting up there in the, in the witness box. He's being grilled by the uh, prosecution. Now, Mr. Goat, tell me the truth. Have you been eating the flowers of the judge's garden, please? And the goats just, you know, they have those eyes, those goat eyes just staring back. And the, the lawyer's getting, uh, Mr. G Mr. Goat, please don't stare at me like that. It's very intimidating. Did you or did you not eat to the judge's flowers? And the goat's just like, <coughs> don't, don't raise your voice in this courtroom, please. <coughs> okay, the goat is eating the microphone. Why is the goat eating? <coughs> Okay, I need, we will have some order in this courtroom. Order in the court. Somebody bring this dumb goat some flowers quickly. Um, I mean, good Lord. Can you imagine the jury sitting there? Um... Yes, I, we want we want to uh, we want to charge the goat, but uh, please, they, that is what the goats do. They eat, they eat, they eat plants and flowers, and so I don't know. So apparently, TV footage showed up. The goat now tethered to top stop it from escaping. The goat owner has been told several times by the judge's representative not to let the animal graze on other people's lawns. The goat would eat up all the plants. We received a written complaint from the judge's office on the basis of which we have registered a case. An investigation is on and the goat has been arrested. All right, I need you to put all your hoofs behind your back. I don't want any problems. 
Your who's behind your back, please. Stand up against the wall. Get off the roof. Get off the roof. Stand up against the wall, please. Do, do not headbutt me. I don't know why you are headbutting me. I ask, if you headbutt me again, I will tase you. I'm asking, all right, I'm going to tase you. So uh, just, you don't see that on any episode of Cops. I'd really like to see that. So there you go. Crazy freaking headline. Goat arrested in India for grazing and judging. Poor goat, man. I mean, how's that goat going to do in jail? It's bad enough when you're a dude. You know, you, you're somebody's bitch. You're in there and it's like, hey, Bubba, you seen the new meat? Yeah, I seen him. You thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, he looked real nice, nice and hairy. And he looked real tight, looked like a goat. I think it is a goat. Oh, that's even better. Let's, let's get that thing. Let's get us some. Oh, what a world. Hello? Hello? Roger. Roger, patch me through. I have something I have something to say to heart. Roger. Roger, god damn it. I swear to god, I'll just just okay. Okay, fine. I'll take care of that thing of yours. Just do it. Thanks. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Jesus H. Christ, and you're listening to the only podcast that rocks my manger all night long, the Harlan Highway. He'll turn your water into wine, baby! Hello? Um, peace out, Harlan. Okay, thank you for that. You know, we're arresting goats, but but but, but this this person is free? To, to, to walk the streets? Um, Delo. By the way, I loved it at the end when you used Delo. I, I think I told you guys about that a couple of podcasts back where I invented a new catchphrase, okay, where I com- combined, you know, when people go, uh, duh. And then sometimes people go, uh, hello. So I, 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 I splice them together. It's kind of like, you know how you have... In, in the South, you have y'all. So I added duh and hello together, and I got, uh, delo. Delo? It's kind of like an extra emphasis on, like, are you stupid and hello, I'm here. So I was really happy to hear you use that. Delo? Although the rest of the phone message was a little creepy and weird and out there, but I got to be honest, I, I kind of like that too. Delo? Delo? Hey, Harland, it's uh, McAllister from Florida. I heard your um, podcast about the sequels. And um, one of my favorite movies is yours of uh, Employee of the Month, I think. It's one of the really funny movies. And that would be one that I would like to see a sequel to of that one. It's uh, a great cast. You have a funny role in it. It's pretty much every scene is always packing me up. I Pretty much know all the lines to it. Maybe if you could uh, tell some stories about Employee of the Month or just see if that one had any uh, opportunity to become a sequel. That'd be cool. Thanks, man. Hello? 
Well, excellent question there, McAllister. Thank you for that uh, phone call, and uh, I'm glad you uh, you enjoyed Employee of the Month. That was a, a very fun movie to do for sure, and um, it, uh, it 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 was uh, something we shot in uh, New Mexico. And we had a really fun cast. You know, we had Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson and Dak Shepard and uh, Je- uh, who else? Andy Dick. Just some really fun people. And um, I'll get to the sequel part first. Um, th- there was no talk of a sequel, but there was talk of possibly turning it into a uh, TV show a TV show about all these characters that worked at like a big store and uh, it never really came to fruition. And now uh, if you look on TV, I think there's actually a show on TV now called big store or something like that. It's, it's very similar. It's, it's pretty much like employee of the month on TV. It's a bunch of oddballs that work at a, a big bulk item store like uh, we did in the movie. So they might they might have missed an opportunity there, but uh, nonetheless, we had a great time doing the movie. There was a lot of fun stuff. It's one of the movies if you if you have the DVD, uh, they did leave a lot of uh, funny outtakes at the end of the DVD. You can actually watch some of the outtakes and some of the ad libs I did and some of the other cast members ad libs, and you can see all the fun we had. Um. And, uh, you know, it was really hard for me because, you know, as an actor, you really have to focus, you know, you really, you really have to know your lines and you have to, you have to create this character and you have to have a character in your head. And, um, I'd always try to bring, you know, my own thing to every character. And one of the things I brought to this character, which I'm sad they didn't let me get away with, but my, my, uh, my character, Russell, um, by the way, who was originally named Harland in the script, they wrote the part for me and they wanted to use my name. And I said, I said to the director and the producer, I said, guys, I said, you can't use my real name because, you know, this is a movie. And, and, and when I do a movie, I get into character. And I said, if I hear my real name, it's going to block, you know, pop the bubble for me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hear my own name and, and, and it'll feel like I'm not a character in a movie. And so they changed my name to Russell. And then Dane, as a joke, gave me the last name of Porpoise, which I thought was hilarious. So Russell Porpoise was my full name. It was Harland. And uh, it was a fun character. I always try to bring little things to my characters, little little add-ons and little things that help me bring the character to life. And and one of the things I brought, because this guy wore, you know, wore coveralls and was kind of a maintenance handyman, you know, forklift driver guy. I had a, if you look in the movie, I think you'll see like a tape measure on my waist most of the movie. And unfortunately, they'd use it, but a lot of to the scenes in the movie, I would take the tape measure out and measure people's faces and measure, you know, I'd measure, first I'd measure up from their chin to their forehead, then I'd measure across their eyes and... I kind of made it a running gimmick that uh, throughout throughout my my scenes, I was I was not every scene, but where I felt it organic and appropriate, I would I would measure things, 
And uh, it was a lot of fun, but I guess it maybe they found it too much of a distraction in the final cut, and they never left it in. There might be one scene where they left it in, but I always look for little comedic vices to uh, not only help me find my character, but help sell the character and give give the character something funny to do. I always think it's uh, important that a funny character acts kind of funny too, not in a in a big like. Uh, you know, sticky way, like, you know, doing shtick and play into the camera. But, you know, as you develop a character as an actor, you you, you want to figure out what, what are this guy's tics? What are this guy's habits? What, what What is it that this guy does that is real normal to him? But if someone was watching him would probably start to chuckle or laugh. And I thought maybe this guy like just loves his tape measure and he's constantly, you know, measuring things. Also, Early on at the beginning, I tried to do a bunch of stuff where I always had my eyebrows up. I kind of, I wanted to just distort my face somehow. So this guy always looked like he had, I don't know if you ever watched the old Star Trek, but but Mr. Spock and uh, and Dr. McCoy, it seems like they always, they always had their eyebrows up in the air, like really high, climbing up the, halfway up their foreheads. And so I decided... Russell Porpoise should have like these big, one of his eyebrows should always be up. And I didn't say anything. I just started doing it. And by about day two, the director like came over and some of the other actors, what are you, what are you doing with your, put the eyebrow down. And, and I was hoping I would get away with it, but I never did. And, you know, when you're an actor and you're finding a character, all you can really rely on is your comedy instincts. And, and I feel like, maybe that that instinct would have worked, but they weren't sure what I was doing. And I don't think they had the vision for it that I had. But looking at the movie, I feel like if if they had let me get away with doing that face and left it in the movie, I think, you know, over the course of the movie, it would have been quite funny. But nonetheless, you, you always need to be respectful of your director and the producers. And if they if they feel something doesn't work, you can fight for it. And, uh, and if they still reject it, you know, you got to remember they're, they're paying for the movie. And, and so sometimes you win the fight, sometimes you lose them. One of the big fights I won is, uh, I'll just jump over to another movie I did, uh, was rocket man. And it was a Disney movie. And there's a scene where my, my character finds out he's been selected to, to be one of the first astronauts to go to Mars and they had it that when, when that was announced at the press conference, my character would faint. And I argued with the director and the producer. I said, this, this character wouldn't faint. This character, this is the news he's waited for his whole life. He loves outer space. He, he, he'd, be, he'd, he'd be so excited that he got selected to, to be one of the few astronauts to go to Mars that he would literally scream the way the, the girls scream when they win the Miss Universe contest. You know, the trembling hands and the quivering lip and the tears and the, the euphoria. And they were like, all right, we'll give you one take. You can do one take of that, and then we, you know, we're not buying it. And I said, trust me, it'll work. And I told the sound man, I said, dude, turn down your headphones because I'm about to scream like a girl. And of course, I did one take, and the uh, it, you know it was probably one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Rocket Man. They used it in the trailer. I mean, people still come up to me and talk about that scene. So, so that's the art. Uh, 
of not only doing comedy of movies, but with any movie. You, you, you really have to kind of figure out who your character is, what he or she is capable of. And I say she because I've, I've, I've played a, done a few movies where I was completely in drag and I had to play a woman. But uh, you, you have to kind of figure out your character's perspective and you have to give your character attributes and you have to give your character flaws and, and, and personality and, you know, what are their hobbies, what, what makes them happy, what upsets them, what are their quirks. You know all that, all that stuff, and that's that to me. That's the real beauty of acting. I I love finding those characters, and I usually don't let that happen till I, I'm on set. You know, I know a lot of character actors do a lot of. Um, they like to 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 you know, figure it all out before they get there. And I don't know. Maybe if I if I got the call to do like a real serious drama and a, you know, the, the, the directors and producers were shooting for an Oscar. I, I would maybe I would do that, but the real joy for me is is to to let let the character discover me as much as I discover it. And I kind of get ready on day one. I, ju- I just kind of let myself go and let the words come out and let this character evolve and emerge from me. And along with all these quirks and and uh you know, personality traits. So it was really fun to do that character. Like I said, I, I initially had planned to do a lot more with them, but I think the, 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 uh, the producers and so on wanted to play it a little safer. But as I said, in retrospect, I think it really would have worked had they, had they let me just cut loose with that. But nonetheless, I had a great time. It was really fun. And, uh, you know, one of the, the things as an actor is, is um, you know, focus as a, as a performer, as an actor who's memorizing lines and working with other people in scenes. You really have to focus. And this movie was probably the second toughest movie I've ever had to act in in terms of containing my laughter. Uh, one of my co-stars in Employee of the Month was Andy Dick, who's just organically funny. I know he's had his troubles and he's a... He's a bit of a character, but I know Andy quite well, and he's a friend, and and I got to know him even better on this movie. And he's just organically super funny. He just he's one of those guys you just look at him, and he he makes me laugh. And so throw on to uh, Andy. I don't know if you remember, but Andy in the movie had to wear these super super thick Coke bottle lens glasses, and his eyes were huge. They were like giant owl eyes. And so I already had enough of a hard time looking at Andy and not laughing, and now I had to look at his eyes magnified, you know, 500 million degrees. And I was like, I was acting with a giant squid, you know, these huge eyes. And, and man, I just, I couldn't look at the guy. I couldn't make, I can't, there was times when I just could not find the focus. And and if it wasn't looking at him, it was like if I had lines with him the second I heard his voice, because he's kind of got that voice, you know, Andy talks like this, and he's kind of, you know, you got, what are you guys doing, you know? And, and so just his, his voice would trigger it, and, and oh my God, his, his, his acting, his comedic acting, his timing, his ability is so good and funny that uh, I don't know that Andy's, as, as of yet, had a chance to really demonstrate the depth of his ability and his, his uh, c- comedic talents. I, I, 
you know, maybe he has, but I, you know, I would love to see him in a movie where he just lets it rip. I think if you watched his old sketch show on MTV, you got a real good look into Andy's brilliance. Uh, but he just slayed me, and that's hard to do because you know I'm a comedian. I come from a comic background, and and so I've seen it all. I've I've done a lot. I've worked with so many funny people, and to crack me up is not easy. And Andy just did it, just from a glance or even a word. And as painful as it was, it was also pure joy because it was the type of laughter where I was wheezing and I couldn't control it and. Those are the best laughs in the world. So, uh, so you know, just adored working with Andy. And Dane was great. Me and Dane had been friends. You know, it was so great to see Dane because uh, I had watched Dane kind of come up through the uh, comedy club ranks. I had, I was there when Dane first came to Hollywood, and he'd, he'd worked the comedy clubs late at night. And he kind of went from a real unknown to a guy that, you know, suddenly he got a starring role in a movie. And, 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 I, and uh, you know, I got cast beside him and I got to be there and watch that happen. And I was very, very proud of Dane. And, and I thought he did an, an incredible job. And, uh, and uh, it, was, it was a fun setting. The only, the only downside to the whole thing was uh, because we were shooting in a real Costco the Costco didn't close till 10 o'clock at night, and then it opened at 7 in the morning. So we had to shoot the movie from 10 o'clock at night till like 6.30 in the morning. And that meant we had to sleep during the day and work all night, and that's almost impossible. If your body's not used to that, your brain's not used to it, it was rough. It, it was, you know, everyone suddenly had a very erratic sleeping pattern, and... It, that part wasn't fun. I just did not like finishing work at 6 in the morning. You know, you're up all night and at 6 in the morning, okay, time to go home and go to bed. Or like, wait, the sun's not even up yet. So uh, that was a bit of a drag, but but we had a blast, and I'm, I'm glad you asked about it. Uh, there, As far as I know, there is no sequel planned. Um. And I'm really glad you enjoyed that movie. I, I hope uh, that little uh, answer gave you a little more insight and and uh, gave you a little more um, a little more depth to uh, what went on. And as I said, if you want to see some of the really fun, outrageous outtakes, just rent the movie on DVD and and uh, search the menu button for the outtakes because you'll you'll see you'll see me probably see me cracking up because of Andy. And some of those outtakes. So hey, thank you for your your uh, message. I think we'll we'll leave the show right there. I think that's a nice uh, spot to end with a little you know a little Q and A about the movie biz. I do appreciate that. Um, and uh, you know let's uh, let's uh, wrap things up right now and um, do a few announcements before we go. Um, by the way, if you want to uh, call me yourself and ask a question or leave a message, you can call me at 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. Uh, love hearing from you guys. You can ask me or or record anything you want. Hello! Um, and um, I'm happy to uh, to listen to your calls. And you might even get your call on the show like uh, like this gentleman did. So uh, if you don't want to call me, you can write me at harlowwilliams.com. 
There is a uh, contact link there where you can write me emails. Always love to hear from you. And uh, and also uh, check out the store. We have a store at harlowwilliams.com full of all kinds of fun merchandise we will mail out to you if you want to order something. Digital downloads, books, T-shirts, artwork, you name it, it's there. Um, also, please, please, please get uh, the Harland Highway app for your cell phone. Just go into your app store, type in the Harland Highway in your app store, and you can download the app absolutely free. And if what you get, you get the, you, when I say free, you get the, the, the most current 50 episodes of the podcast. And if, if you need more, if you want more, if you are hungry for more, um, you can become a premium member. And for $20 a year, that's right, I said $20 a year, you can get all 750 episodes of the podcast right from when it started at the beginning. You also get uh, extra bonus material, interviews with my characters, uh, recordings of my live stand-up, and also my whole other podcast called Let's Have a Fight, where comedians and actors have verbal throwdowns, and it is a lot, a lot of fun. So uh, 20 bucks a year, you can become a premium member. People are loving it. I hope you get on board. Uh, and for those of you that are already on board, I really uh, deeply thank you for supporting, and uh, and I hope you're enjoying the premium membership content. Um, so that's it right there. We're going to hang it up, and I uh, hope you had a good time, everybody. Tell your friends to get on the Harlan Highway, and uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Hello.